Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, starring me, Diggs. Today, we have a powerful episode, and as always, a powerful assistant manager, the master of pouring paints, Mike Rez. Hello, Dags. Hello, Flock. Yeah, we're pouring resin. We're going to be pouring resin soon, Dags. I don't know if you've seen some of those Are you, posts, are you done with we're... paint? Have you switched no. to resin? It's, oh, you know what? I'm going to use the word that I hate that I see in all these groups that I'm in. It's a, it's a journey, Dags. My journey is, is evolving from paint to resin, but I'm still painting too. So it's not like I'm totally going away from painting. So in the pouring community, I'm going to use a word I love to community. <laughs> in the pouring community, is it better to be a resin pourer or a paint pourer? Oh, man. Or which one makes you more poorer? That's a, uh, the resin pouring makes you more poor. For sure. That's a good question. It, 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 what's nice is you can find groups in your, on your journey that are separate from everything. So you can find just paint pouring groups or you can find just resin groups. Are you a you resin snob? Find, not yet, but I'm getting yes. there. Is there cool yeah. rivalry? Is there cool like murder for hire in your community? Oh, man. Could we do a I'm cool gonna... documentary on paint pouring? <laughs> oh, I bet we could. We're going to have to see if there, I bet you there's like a, a secret un, dirty underworld of. Yes. Yeah, sleazy. Pouring dirty. Art. Well, there's body painting. So maybe you could get into that. Maybe I could pour some paint on a body. Yes. Yeah, just big bulbous bodies. Just pour paint. <laughs> what if we, uh, we find like, like mix the, the murder and paint pouring parts. So like after the person is expired, you could paint. Oh my paint God. On. You could be the paint pouring murderer or something. Yes. You could have acidic. Powerful drums full of 55 gallons of acidic paint. A- oh, alien yes. blood, if you would. <laughs> Hello, friends. Welcome back to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, starring me, Dags, and our powerful assistant manager, Mike Rez. Now, Mike Rez, I made a powerful video. Did you, you view did. that video? I did. I was excited. It was the, uh, was it Simply Strawberry? Is that what they called it? <laughs> yes, it's a, it's a powerful new video. We're going to need you to go on YouTube and subscribe to our powerful YouTube channel, the most powerful YouTube channel ever created, the Amish Baby Machine YouTube channel. What it was was me reviewing Pop-Tarts Simply. It's their cool, natural version. And this was a Harvest Strawberry Blend. Well, what makes it natural? Explain to everybody because, I mean, I know we want people to go look at the video, but I think it's, it's important for the flock to know what makes it all natural. It's uh, no artificial colors, flavorings, boring, boring. paints, resins. It's all natural. <laughs> they didn't put any resin in it this time. That's awesome. No, but I'll tell you what's not boring is the video. It's powerfully no. entertaining. It is. 
seem to be laughing a lot at your own jokes in this video, which has actually made yes. me laugh quite a Thank bit you. more. So. Thank you. I was, I was like Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> I was laughing at my joke. That's right. You were breaking like character. Fallon. Yes. Usually I'm very stoic and powerful. Yeah. And the, uh, the brand new, uh, thrift store finds were in there. Some of the, the most recent ones. Yes. Thanks for, uh, for, uh, seeing that the, my little Easter eggs I put in there. Yes. You're going to see some of my finest fact, three different ones I think are in there, right? Yeah. There's uh, yep, the one don't the say not, no, yep, yeah, Okay. And then oh. there's the other two. There might be. A yes. Three, yes. It's, but it's, you're going to have to find them. Yes. Let me ask you this. Do you like real sets or uh green screen better? I like real sets. Yeah. Although I, I think a so good too. Green screen is good, but real sets are more fun. Yeah. I think the green screen though, that sometimes it's, if you're a limited space, it can be cool. Maybe I can incorporate both. Yeah. Now the the uh, green screen action in the Matrix movies that was pretty sweet because I didn't even know those were green screen until I started watching the behind the scenes footage. Oh, you thought it was all real? I thought all of it was real. Yeah, the way he was pulling on that helicopter, <laughs> um, you know, the way he was fighting on top of that truck on the freeway. Yeah, I thought yes. that was all real. Yes. Today, powerful episode. We're going to talk about Netflix's series documentary. The world's most wanted. Yes. And we're also going to have a powerful song of the day. Yes. And DJ Mike Rez will give his powerful beer review. Yes. I wanted to uh, to ask you, though, first, we were talking about antiseptics and, and, and disinfecting things before we started recording. And today I found an article about uh, one of the consequences of constantly washing your hands and disinfecting surfaces. And making sure you don't sneeze on anybody. I don't know if you saw this, Stags, but super gonorrhea is now out there. And people should be very afraid of super gonorrhea. Super gonorrhea? Yeah. It, not super as in good either. It's super as in it can defeat antibiotics with a single punch. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah, it's it's coming for everybody, apparently. I don't know if it's as... <laughs> As catchy as as coronavirus pandemic we have going on, but maybe super gonorrhea pandemic is next. Who knows? It sounds like a cool super califragilistic super gonorrhea. <laughs> I love it. You're gonna have to change the words yes. for sure. What is your favorite? They don't call it VB anymore. I'm so old. They used to call it VD. No, they call them STIs now. They don't even call them STDs. Yes, I know. They keep changing it. Well, it's because you can't keep up. They don't want you to get used to it one way. They want to, they want to keep it fresh. Yes. Do they still have the cool nicknames like Clap and everything? Oh, I, I think they do. I or is that know, offensive? But, uh, no, I think you can say that still. What is the coolest STI, Mike Rez, in your opinion? Crabs. Crabs are cool. Because you could have a whole army. Just think if those became super you could have an army of super crabs at your disposal. <laughs> but the kids are all shaving now, so that where do the crabs go? They just die or they fall off or what? Oh, man. Yeah, I guess you can't have super crabs if you have nowhere to, to hide them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I that's, why you, that's why you better shave your back hair, Mike Arez. Oh, all of it? Or can I leave the uh, my name in it? Treasure trail. <laughs> <laughs> Super gonorrhea. Tell us about the super gonorrhea. I'm curious. Well, because of, like I said, because of all the, uh, the washing and, and the, and the, and the disinfecting gonorrhea has found a way to fight antibiotics because of the antiseptics that we've been using. 
and they said all of the traditional treatments that they usually use all the antibiotics um, it, are not working. So they actually have a couple of really strong ones that are only available at the hospital that doctors are are starting to get uh, a hold of. The CDC and the World Health Organization actually put out uh, uh, statements on this. That's how bad the gonorrhea is getting. It's worldwide. Um, and so if you're out there and you're not practicing safe intercourse, you might get super gonorrhea. Safe intercourse. Yes. You need to practice safe intercourse. Otherwise, super gonorrhea is coming for you. Now I've got supercalifragilistic in my <laughs> yes. every time I say it. <laughs> I got super crabs. Oh yeah. Yes. See, that's the one I want. What about you? What what's one that you think sounds cooler? <laughs> would be cool. Well, I do like super crabs. <laughs> that sounds cool. Uh super syphilis is a nice uh, alliteration. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> <laughs> this is thinking like super warts or something. Yes. <laughs> <be> oh. Cool. <laughs> super herps. Oh yeah. You could superly spread those without an outbreak. Yes. Oh, that would that that, that would probably be like the the stealth. That'd really be a really stealth one. That'd be a cool uh, super villain. Super herpes. <laughs> super herp. <laughs> <laughs> Some ugly looking dude with a big H on his chest. Why has it got to be ugly? <laughs> figure herpes yes. are probably the best looking thing to look at. Well, you never know. <laughs> you can't see them. You can just see their wrath. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he would He would have to be invisible at some point. Wouldn't he super herp? Because if he could spread without having an outbreak, this guy would have to be. And it doesn't have to be a guy. I don't know why I'm <laughs> saying guy. <laughs> it could be anybody, really. That's the power of super herp. Shape, shape shifting. Yes. Shape <laughs> Shape-shifting super herp. Oh, man. We're going to need a member of the flock to draw super herp for us if they could. Yes, member of the flock. If you're listening to this powerful podcast, please do <laughs> please do that. Also, <laughs> take a picture and post yes. it on Twitter. Oh, my Use God. Use hashtag send Amish it, baby yeah, just, machine No, no, no. Herp. Just send it, to, uh, <laughs> send it to assistant manager Mike Rez. Either way. Either yes. way will work. Now, fans, flock of Amish, anyone listening to this powerful transmission... Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Amish Bee Machine. Also, subscribe to our powerful YouTube channel, Amish Baby Machine. Instagram, we're going to need you to follow us on Instagram, like our Facebook page, and as always, please leave a review. A rating of five will help us on the powerful podcast world, the podcast community. Mike Arez right. is, is like the mayor of the podcast community. Yeah, I'm uh, serving my, my third term. Yes, uh, as mayor of, uh, of of the podcast community, <laughs> so they can't get rid of me. No, they even can't. if they wanted to. Yes, we well, also some, have some people like me, some people don't. Yeah, most people don't. But we do have powerful merch. We're going to need you to check that out. We got hoodies, we have stickers, we have mugs, we have everything you need for your merch. It's on AmishBabyMachine.com. Also, everywhere, all our powerful social medias you're going to follow us on. We'll have powerful links. Now, Mike Arez, you recently enjoyed a new beverage. I did. So actually, let's let's get into you. You enjoyed a new uh, energy drink, but you also have a powerful oh. beer review too. Yes. So we'll uh, we'll just quickly go over the energy drink. This is the like an official unofficial review. Um, you don't have to go had... quickly. Take your time. Okay, I can do that. Super Herp would take his time, so yes. I'll take my time. Super crabs. Yes. They, uh, I tried the Monster 
energy iced tea the other day and it was uh, i guess there's like a, a line of the energy iced teas and this one was called rehab which is their take on an Ar arnie palmer you know the half lemonade half iced tea uh which i wasn't aware of that's what i was buying uh, at the time i just like i just saw the top of the can that said hard or energy iced tea not hard iced tea it's that's not different. a twisted tea no, you didn't no, uh, bitch dangerous. slap anyone. <laughs> you didn't bitch no. slap anyone with that. <laughs> nope, not yet. What did so you think was, of that powerful? Uh, by the way, that powerful video. I thought it was hilarious. So I mean, the guy wanted him to slap him. He did. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like a, a a dog growling or showing its teeth. You know, you better <laughs> right. <laughs> you better read the signs. You know. Yeah, I think uh, the only the only part that was a little bit of a downer was when. Dude tried to flip the tea in his hand and be cool that way, and he ended up dropping it. Otherwise, everything else is maybe that sweet. was on purpose. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, to throw him off, could have been. Yes, maybe it was an entirely Did... planned viral video. Oh, <laughs> would that be something? Yeah. All right, dude, just get really drunk. So I'm going to smack you yeah. across the face with this and thing. It's going to be sweet. Jimmy Kimmel appears out of nowhere. <laughs> We're going to find that's going to come out next. We're going to find out. That the woman recording was the woman who fell over in that <laughs> video. <laughs> so started on fire. Right. <laughs> All right, back to your powerful review of rehab. Right. Yeah, so rehab, uh, the taste was a little off because I think it was it had to be because of the lemonade in there. Lemonade is good, but if it's not fresh and it's been sitting on the shelf for a little bit, it can get a little, I don't know what you'd call it, uh, stale probably isn't the right word, but we'll just use stale. Is right it kind now. of a flat taste to it? Kind of, yeah. You know, sometimes like with a with an iced tea or a, a lemon tea, it tastes good. It tastes sweet. And the lemonade kind of overtook the tea. You could you got a little hint of the tea in the beginning, and then the stale, flat lemonade kind of took over after that. So it wasn't that great. So I would honestly probably avoid a Monster Energy iced tea. And just enjoy their other lines of products because everything else they make is usually pretty good. So, was it a yellow can? It's a, a black can with orange writing on it, I believe. It was oh, either no yellow, or huh? Dark yellow, but yeah, no, it was like mostly black can, and I think the the words rehab are in like a yellow, oh, kind of like a with an orange hue to it or any something like that. So, do you remember Country Time Lemonade Mix? I, I do remember Country Time. God, was that powerfully I, chemical. I think I used to eat the powder. Oh, my God. That explains <laughs> a lot. It was when you're, you know, seven or eight. It was really good. Not by the spoonful, but, you know. You mean 37 or eight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like five years ago. <laughs> no longer allowed. Yeah, you're old as house. fuck. Yes, I am old as fuck. Country Time. Country. What was the, uh, there's like. Oh, I think it was, I'm thinking of Pepperidge Farm, the old dude from the Pepperidge Farm. Oh, yeah, Pepperidge Farm. And yeah. there's a lot of old dudes in the 70s. There was uh, Bartles and James. and Yeah. Yeah, because the old time commercials, they they had the old grandpa on the porch, right? Yeah, Just exactly. Like the Bartles and James. And, and there then was the Pepperidge Farm guy was on a buggy or something. Yeah, and there's Smuckers. And there's a lot of. There's <laughs> a the lot name of. like Smuckers. Yeah, there's a lot of cool old 70s stuff going on. I don't know if Bartles and James, I'm sure it rolled into the 80s too, but. I remember those Bartles and James, the two old dudes. They said their names in those commercials too, and I can't remember what their names are. Yeah. Their closest competitor, Seagram's, they went with Bruce Willis. Yes, Bruce Willis. 
star of moonlighting yeah he sang he played the piano and sang in that those commercials can you imagine having to go to a concert bruce willis concert <laughs> they That'd all be horrible yeah they all uh everyone had a all those stars had songs patrick swayze she's like the wind and yeah you know why she's like the wind right i don't know she farts a lot she blows oh you're so dirty so what is your rating of the rehab energy drink by the way uh, i'm giving that out of our coq10 scale it's only getting two coqs yes not not good i'm not buying that one no again. thumbs down what yeah. is your favorite quintessential energy drink if you can only have one energy drink you're on an island you need one energy drink it's the only one you can bring the ship is sinking. What are you grabbing? I'm grabbing the uh, Monster Sugar Free, the zero sugar uh, in the white and blue can. Classic choice. Been, yeah, it seems to have been my go-to lately. So that's the one I'm enjoying now. So that's the one I would enjoy on a desert island. Now let me see if you're paying attention. What energy drink would I bring? Oh, God. Um, Jesus. It's, I, I guess I'm not paying attention. I have no idea what you would bring. Would Come it be, on. Uh, it's a, one of the most powerful energy drinks ever created. I know that. Uh, it wouldn't be one of the five hours, would it? That's not. I don't consider that an energy drink. That's a <laughs> That's energy, energy supplement. Shot. Yeah, it's a supplement. Uh, um, God, I haven't seen you drink an energy drink in a long time. I'll give you a hint. Okay. Agave. Tequila? Blue agave. <laughs> Blue agave. Is that the last one I've seen you drink? If so, that was like in April or May. Blue Demon. Blue Demon. It's not called Blue Demon anymore, though, because it's offensive. That's right. They changed the name. Demonologist, yes. Yeah. We did do a review on that earlier. Full throttle. Blue Agave. Yeah. Oh, just sublime. (laughs) There's nothing better than Blue Raspberry. Who says sublime anymore? (laughs) I do describing an energy drink it's sublime you know what sublime means um die an early death of a heroin overdose oh my god look it up powerful blue demon right now michael rez is looking up sublime because he doesn't know what the word is he thinks it's a cool band which it is but it's also means something sublime are you ready i'm ready it's an adjective of yes, it is. such excellence, grandeur, or beauty as to inspire great admiration or awe. Yes. So you have, it inspired great admiration Yes, or I awe. love it. Yes, it's aw- I'm awestruck by it. The power of oh. it, the graphics, the beautiful electric blue aluminum can. Oh. Yes. I wish I had a jacket with that logo on the back. You the equivalent of my eight ball jacket. Oh, hint, fantastic. Hint. Yes. Full throttle. Yes. Fan art. If anyone out there listening to this powerful transmission, make some full throttle fan art for me. <laughs> Preferably the same person making super herb fan art for us. Yes. Yeah, super crabs, super herbs, <laughs> super syphilis. Everything's right. super. Yes. Mike Arez. Mm-hmm. Now, I want you to talk about our powerful song of the day. We're doing a powerful segue. And this, okay. Now, I let you choose the 
show we're watching and the song. Now, did you choose this song because it relates to the first episode of the show we were watching? No, I actually picked the song first and then went to Netflix, picked the show, and then realized what the first episode was yes. about. And that Powerful. This is this was the universe talking to us as far as what we needed to do. Do you ever but wish? Just, yeah, Michael oh, Rez, do you ever, Yeah, I was gonna say, do you ever wish you were in Tijuana eating barbecued iguana? Oh well, I do now. Yes, powerful. I bet it tastes like chicken. Yes, I'm, I'm guessing because I've never had iguana, but everything tastes like chicken. Yes. I've had alligator. Yes. So. Yes, because if you look on the cover of the single of Walla Voodoo, mm-hmm. there's a iguana being barbecued on it. It's also yes, featured I'm the at lyrics. That right yes. Now. Yes. Called of the West. Tell the fans of Flock of Amish about this powerful song. Yes, the song that we're talking about by Wall of Voodoo. And I'm not sure how many members of the Flock would know any other Wall of Voodoo songs. But we're talking we about... Have, listen, first of all, don't insult Okay. Oh, I'm not we have, insulting. We have a I'm powerfully eclectic, powerfully... I mean, it's just the most powerful fan base ever created. That is true. We are family. We are flock. Yes, that's fine. We accept your apology. (laughs) So the uh, Wall of Voodoo song we are talking about is the one and only Mexican radio. Yes. And and Mike Arez is Mexican too. Yes. Yes. Mexican Amish. Mexican radio. (laughs) So the Wall of Voodoo released this song on their 1982 album, Call of the West like you uh, just mentioned, which has a uh, awesome picture of an iguana getting barbecued on the cover. And the single was released in 1983. Now, this uh, got a lot of airplay on MTV in the United States. And because of that, it peaked on the Billboard Hot 100 chart at number 58 here. Uh, But it did better in other parts of the world. It reached number 18 in Canada number 21 in New Zealand, and number 33 in Australia. Uh, But uh, our friends across the pond in the UK only liked it as well as number 64 on their charts. Uh, So, But I actually like the song. I still listen to it when it's on the radio. I I hear it once in a while still. Um, This was covered by a Swiss extreme metal band called Celtic Frost and released in 1987 on their album called into the pandemonium so now i want to look that one up uh later and listen to what a extreme metal band from you know, swiss extreme metal band uh makes it sound like but the uh the writer of this song uh stan ridgeway who is the lead singer of wall of voodoo and his guitarist mark morland were the ones that uh, wrote the song they were listening to high voltage unregulated am mexican radio stations back in the day high wattage or high voltage high oh sorry high wattage did i say voltage yes yeah it's high wattage uh unregulated am mexican radio uh so that's what they uh that's how they got inspiration and moreland just kept repeating in his head mexican radio mexican radio mexican radio for whatever reason he wrote the song and uh he sang it for his mom his mom hated the song because of how repetitive it was radio 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 only (laughs) oh so they uh they changed it up a little bit they added a guitar lick and some mariachi harmonica and uh they put in you know that's part of the breakdown in the middle 
Um, and then uh, they added some synthesizer and boom, there you go. You've got Wall of Voodoo singing Mexican radio on their Call of the West album. Powerful. Yes. I'm trying to see if there was any anybody that covered it besides that one extreme metal band. It doesn't look like there is. Well, what's cool in the video, there's baked beans that are baked by a dude from Devo are featured in the video. That's a little, right. little trivia for you. <laughs> oh, nice. Here's some more trivia for you. It was in season nine, episode 12 of Seinfeld. Yes, it was. Kramer sang this, the main chorus of the song while he was uh, changing his peephole. There you go. Powerful. Mexican Radio, Wall of Voodoo. What a great name for a band, isn't it? And it's actually a pretty sweet name for a band. I always forget who the band is when I hear the song, and I have to always remind myself for some reason. I never forget, Mike Arez. I'll ask you next time. Though. Yes. Voodoo is cool. I like uh, Voodoo by Godsmack. That's a cool song. Do you remember that song, Mike Arez? I don't think uh, is Was it one of their more popular yes, ones yes i listen to a lot of Godsmack. Yes, but i probably heard the song yes if you don't know this song you're gonna be bitch smacked by Godsmack. oh as long as it's not a can of twisted iced tea oh my god powerful this is a powerful song thank you for mike arez for picking that song absolutely now let's get into the main topic of today's episode a show that me and mike arez enjoyed the world's most Wanted on Netflix, not to be confused with uh, America's Most Wanted. No, this is the world. Yes. What was his name? Walsh? Yeah. Uh, Joe Walsh. Joe Joe Walsh? Yeah. Life's been good to him. <laughs> All right. Today's episode, World's Most Wanted. Let's get into <laughs> it, Mike Riz. All right. So World's Most Wanted is another uh, docu-series on the streaming service Netflix. It's uh, a Netflix original, or what they call, which I just found out as I'm looking at it, called an N-series. That's what they call their docu-series, apparently. This just came out this uh, last year. Sorry, now that's 2021. We flipped the calendar. World's Most Wanted is about people who are suspected of, we'll call them high crimes. They've uh, avoided being captured by the U.S. government up to this point. Uh, there's uh, massive rewards and global investigations that go on and yet these people have avoided being captured well it's not just u.s government isn't it because they're worldwide criminals right right they're worldwide uh i think mainly because there's usually a u.s component involved somehow oh, interpol uh, too yeah uh whether you know the fbi or the dea or atf or whatever's helping other governments but uh the first episode is is about uh the dea um which is actually i didn't so I've never heard of this guy. So it was about the the leaders of, is it the Sonola yes, cartel yes. in Mexico? El Mayo. Uh, yeah, El Mayo and El Chapo. So everybody's yes. heard of El Chapo because El Chapo got really sloppy and, every you know, that's the name everybody heard. But the number one guy in this drug cartel is El Mayo. I've never heard of him. Have you heard of him before? Yes, Mr. Garcia. Really? Yeah, I... I uh, yeah, you are you're on a on a last name basis with it. Yes. I respect him. <laughs> I think we have to we have to say that, right? We, yes. we respect you, Mr. Garcia. Yes. Please don't come after yes. us. You, um, must, so. you must respect everyone on the list unless they've been captured. <laughs> right, yeah. Then you're then you're fine. So El Mayo is 
elusive, very elusive. They what they say they they said they didn't have in the beginning. They didn't have his voice on tape. I'm not sure, and they didn't say whether or not they recorded the call between he and his son near the end of the show or of that episode, the first episode. But he does not like to showboat or be flamboyant about anything. He doesn't like he's it's like the uh, mafia, like the mob bosses that we were talking about. How they try to keep their their hands out of the actual crimes or the actual telling of the orders because they don't want anything linked back to them. Uh, but this cartel is the reason why we have a heroin and cocaine epidemic here in the United States. So that's why the U.S. government's been trying to capture this guy. Um, and so far, they've got El Chapo. Um, they got El Mayo's son. But because he flipped, um, he's only he was only put in prison for 15 years. And he will be put under, what is it, uh, witness protection when he gets out. So... Uh, it's kind of, like the guy said in the episode, it's kind of ironic that the number one drug lord the United States is trying to capture. They are now going to be protecting his son once he gets out of prison. So <laughs> it was uh, pretty interesting. What I like is this guy's nickname, El Mayo. If you translate it to English, it's the May. So I have <laughs> no idea how he got that name. But I thought it was uh, the Mayonnaise. It's not the Mayonnaise. Oh, it could be. It could be. When I do my Godsmack uh, research, I'll look up Manny's and Mayo. So, uh, yeah, what did you think of the, uh, do you watch the first episode? How many episodes did you get into? I watched two episodes. I watched El Mayo and then, uh, I don't know how you pronounce his name, Kabuga, the guy from Rwanda. Right. Genocide. Did you watch that episode? I didn't watch that one, but I kind of remember little things about him. The one I'm really interested in watching is the White Widow one, the one about the the woman born in the UK that converted uh, to Islam that is now wanted for acts of terror. Yes, that's so. number three in the series. It's uh, El Mayo, Kabuya is the second one. She's the White Widow's the third one. The fourth one is the Russian mafia boss. And then the fifth one is the last godfather. Yes, Matteo Messina Denaro. Yes, what's cool about this series, what I like is it all different directors. So each one's going to have a different feel to it. And it's from France, so it's going to have a different angle too. Yeah, that's cool. I like uh, in the first one, they actually interviewed the uh, the agents that were involved in the investigations on the the, the DEA side and the, the Mexican uh, agents that were involved uh, from Mexico. Uh, as well actually kind of surprised i don't know how how much we want to give away here but how surprised how the government mexico is handling them now and uh what happened actually not too long ago within the last couple of years so with them taking over that town well it's amazing there's so much going on between the war on drugs and it's so intertwined and there's so much money involved right when there's that much money involved i mean they can do whatever they want and there's so much corruption and there's, then there's all these poor people, you know, caught in the middle. So I don't know how you solve it, but it's definitely worth a watch to see how it goes down. And I'm looking forward to these other episodes. The Rwanda one is a interesting one that I wish it would have got more into the background because they talk about this guy, how bad he was, but, they don't talk about the Civil War and how it happened. And, and I realize, you know, in just one episode, they can't get into everything. But 
Right. You know, documentaries, what they can do, you know, we saw with the Tiger King, they can make good guys and bad guys and make people seem worse than they are and better than they are. These seem to be pretty straightforward, the couple of episodes I saw. <laughs> right. But that's the problem with documentaries. They can twist facts and not, they can ask someone a question and not answer it. So they can kind of bend the, the viewer to their opinion. Right. I think that we kind of, or I kind of felt that way. I, I won't speak for you, but with this, remember the episode, uh, the documentary about the guy who's, who bought the submarine? Yes. <laughs> those drug, those drug runners. I kind of felt bad for him couple of them at the end and then i was like wait, wait a minute these guys are like murderers and drug dealers you know it's like and that that there you go i mean that just tells you right there the producer of documentary really did a good job telling that side of it to make them seem you know feel like they were kind of a victim in in some of the some of the stuff too so i was like it would be nice to see if they like especially the first one that i saw the el mayo and the el chapo they had like a couple episodes on that one just to kind of break down their operation yeah, I was surprised. I didn't know anything about this series, World's Most Wanted, and I thought it was going to be five episodes on that. I didn't know right. it's, each one is episodic, but it's yeah. it, it's kind of cool because I I like how it's you know five different people, so you can kind of you know if you, if you do the Tiger King, each one Tiger King was really done well though. It was very entertaining. If it was all you know, who knows if everything was bullshit in there, but. But I like this one, the fact that each one is a different episode, standalone. I think with Tiger King, though, they all knew cameras were rolling. So we did just like a reality TV. Well, that, that too, point. yeah. Well, that thing was, there was so much of it that was fishy. And then there was so much of it, you know, where they made these these people, you know, the, the people look bad, the workers, you know, they can't help it. Right, right. You know, they'd film them in different ways. And I heard a bunch of shit, you know, where they'd make them you know, reshot, reshoot stuff to make it look better or say things or wear different outfits. So. Yeah, it's just like any any other show out there. You know, like those home improvement shows. Those aren't real arguments they're having. Yeah. Any, <laughs> Between the homeowner well, and the that, Yeah, that, I mean, that's <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I remember years ago seeing an auto one where they had the guy purposely drop the, the window to break it, you know? Right. <laughs> because you know most people at their job you know most people know their job and it's just gonna come out you know uneventful so they they have to build the drama in documentaries bottom line is their entertainment so they have right. to make them entertaining so i wonder if uh the fact that it was made by a french production company made a difference as far as the way they tell documentaries and stories versus how like uh, somebody from the United States, you know, cause you all, you'll start to see the same types of ways they do things just kind of melt together because you see it one certain way so many times. And then when you make a documentary, you know, it's going to kind of be that way. Even if you're trying not to, you're going to be influenced whether you know it or not. Well, yeah, they set up the formula, you know, the, the plan and they plug everything in and they're also don't want to change anything. If they see a documentary making money, you know, right. Exactly. I mean, that's the problem now in Hollywood and everything is, you know, this is making money. Don't change anything. Let's just make a prequel sequel to it. Spin off. Or redo everything. It. Yeah. Redo it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Nothing original because they don't want to rock the boat. They know they have their built in fan base. Yep. Right now, true crime is so popular. You know, we know that in podcasts and TV shows and you just look at everything that's trending. 
So it yeah. is it is kind of cool that it's you know a different country of origin making it. So you see maybe they're leaning one way and we don't know it, but you know eventually you'll pick it up. So that's why it's kind of cool to watch international stuff. You get used to Hollywood and you know now the lack of creativity. Yeah, I agree with that. It, but I'm kind of I'll be interested to see if they do a second season. I mean, you wonder how many how many of these types of people are out there as far as the world's most wanted. I'm sure there's more than five. How far can you can you take it? Yeah. Well, I mean, just go down the list, you know. But these right. but these all seem pretty cool. Yeah. Now El Mayo's been on the run since what they say nineteen seventies. Or he's yeah. been involved with this drug cartel since the seventies and just worked his way up. He started off as as a hired gun or something. He was one of the guys that they would send out to murder everybody. He just worked his way up. The problem is though, you know, you take one out and someone just steps right in again. Right, yeah, that's the other problem. So, I mean, you got to solve the, what is the problem? Is the demand for drugs? Is it, you know, everyone rips on the war on drugs, but what is the answer, you know? Education, is it legalizing it? There's so many, and it's so, like I said, it's so deep, the corruption and the money. Now that cash has to get laundered somewhere, you know? Right, yeah. I mean, how high does it go up to the top of every government, you know? It's not like it's, you drop one bomb and it takes out the problem. It's just a... It's a cancer corruption, and who knows? That's why we have to travel to other planets, Mike Arez. That's right. That's why all yeah. the rich people are flying to other planets, <laughs> and they're going to leave us behind. Oh, man. Would you go to Mars if you had the opportunity? If they were like, Dags, here is your chance to go to Mars. Would you do it? <laughs> How long are you going to be in Mars? Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> Give them air. They need air. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger, everybody. Yes. Powerful. Total Recall, <laughs> one of the finest movies ever made. That's right. Get to uh, hang out in a uh, in bars and women with three boobs. So. Yes. What could go wrong? Absolutely nothing. I don't see what could go wrong. I'd like to go to the moon. I think the moon would be cool. The, the moon. It seems pretty, like, desolate though i mean at least in mars has an atmosphere you know it's kind of like i got that if you know if you believe the movies like that orangish orangish sky orangish sky yeah but it would remind you just like there's like forest fires in canada like in minnesota (laughs) here we always have cool sunsets and everyone's like what's going on well there's a forest fire in canada Every goddamn year, yes. how many forests does Canada yeah. have? Yes, Jesus Christ! And then we always get that funky smell in the orange skies, and yeah, and those powerful cicada bugs humming. And oh man, it's worse in Iowa. If you think the cicadas are loud here, you should go down to Iowa and uh, around cicada season. It's never ending. It's all goddamn day. They don't stop. They won't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. No. They're on powerful cycles. Everything is a cycle, Mike Arez. I've noticed that. I've noticed that. Yes. Powerful. So what is your review of the one episode you saw? What are you giving this out of five buggy wheels? I'm giving it. I I thought this long and hard. I'm going to watch the rest of it. And it did keep my attention the entire time. I did not yawn once through it. So I'm giving it a 3.75 buggy wheels. It didn't quite hit the four, but uh, it was better than three and a half. 
Well, I can tell you the Salona cartel and all that. I know a lot about it. I've seen a lot about it. So it was kind of interesting to see the other topics, like the Rwanda and the White Widow and the Russia. So I think it's going to be kind of cool because if it would have been all on that one, you know, uh, the drug cartels, which is interesting. Well, it's interesting, but I, you know, I've seen most of it. I've seen the old El Chapo and then, uh, what's his name? Uh, was the original guy? No, the guy before uh, Escobar. Yeah. Pablo Escobar that, you know, I've seen that a million times, Colombia. So I think it's kind of cool that they have different topics too. Yeah. It, the one thing they didn't, oh, well, what's your rating before I go on? Well, I saw two episodes. So it's, like you said, it's kind of hard. You could go do each episode. Mm-hmm. Well, so, how about you do so both? I will, how about uh, you first, give us num- two rankings? Okay, number one, I will say 3.5 on the first episode. Okay. And I w- was more interested in this, the second episode. I was more interested, I would say, four. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm thinking, like I said, that the, some of the other ones I don't know much about, so I think those will be really cool to see. So, um, a little bit, uh, the, the two episodes we've watched, obviously, I've noticed they're two different directors, so that's cool, too. Yeah. You're going to get different looks. It's not going to be all the same. And I'm thinking they're not going for these documentaries. They're not going for, you know, flamboyant characters and making everyone heroes and villains. Right. Even though Just, I can tell they slant, you know. They're always going to sure. slant one way or another, but this doesn't seem to be over the top, and it didn't. A lot of times when things pop out to me, you know, like the Wonder Woman movie, where they say, <laughs> I hate guns, you know, and they have all these, you know, everyone's going to have their their biases and opinions and everything. But right. these, and documentaries are entertainment. They're trying to make money, so I get that. But these are pretty straightforward, the two episodes I saw. Well, awesome. I was going to say, they... Because they're only one episode on each topic, and the first episode's only 48, a couple, and then they're about the 45 to 48 minute in length. The El Chapo stuff, so they didn't get into how he's he was arrested multiple times in Mexico before he ended up here in the, in the United States. And a couple of the times, part of the deal was that they let him build the prisons that he was going to go to. And, of course, he escaped yes. because he got to build the prisons. So. They didn't get into that, which I thought was, uh, you know, they can only cram so much yeah. in 48 minutes. Turns out he was a big fan of the video game Dig Dug. <laughs> yeah, it was probably at the monsters in the air pump. Yeah. I mean, if, if you want to talk more about it, watch the genocide in Rwanda. They left a ton of stuff out there, too. Okay. But I was kind of just judging it as going after the one guy. I wish right. they would have had more back. They needed a ton of more backstory on that Rwanda. Sure. And I won't get into it because you didn't watch it. Okay. Yeah, I think they do a good job of, like, introducing you to this stuff is what I'm I'm guessing. Because, like you said, there's so much information, but they're all one-off episodes. And the first two are the longest two, which are 48 minutes long. Then you got a 45, a 47, and a 47. So you, you could get this knocked out in one day in less than six hours. So Sweet. Or less than five hours. I can't do math. Well, Michael Raz, did you have a good time tonight on this powerful episode? I did. I always have a good time. Yes. And we want to thank everyone that listens to this powerful episode. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend about this powerful show. And don't forget to subscribe to our powerful YouTube channel 
I think it's about time for Michael Rez to make a video. Check out my powerful video of Pop Tarts, and it's more than Pop Tarts. You know, you look at it. It is. It really is. Yes, it's it's. You know, it's just a Pop Tarts. I could be talking about a baked potato, and I'll make it entertaining. <laughs> just watch it. Just shut up and watch it. Leave comments, like, <laughs> subscribe, and until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.